Hey men, welcome to another episode of Quality Manhood, a show meant for Christian men seeking to understand how to apply God's truth in everyday life. I'm one of your hosts, PJ Burner, along with my co-host, Kellen Allen. Hey, hey. And we have Pastor John Fabares back in the studio with us again for this episode. What's up, guys? Good to be here. Hey, so uh, all, uh, all three of us, now Kellen and I are, are fans of the Dallas Cowboys, and, and John, you're a fan Ooh. of who again? Uh, the Los Angeles Rams. The Los Angeles Rams, yeah. and they had a fantastic season last year. Last year. <sighs> well, you know, if we want to talk about great seasons, uh, I've got two Cowboys fans with me, so I don't think we want to go down that road, do we? We probably don't, no. but uh, all of us can commiserate with the fact that our team is not in the playoffs this year. Yeah. Um, I'm not losing my head coach, though. That's true. I don't think. But we're excited we're, about yeah. that. I mean, yeah. No offense to Jason. If you're listening, Jason, if you happen to tune you. in on Quality Manhood, man. Like us, please. I, uh, Such cowboy fans. I watched <laughs> some of the the, the Amazon Prime thing with you <laughs> behind the scenes with the Cowboys. I'd like to talk to you about your language a little bit. But, uh, you know, aside from that, you know, best of, of luck. <laughs> he had a great you. smile, though. I mean, when he, things were going good, when things were going clap, bad. And the clap, the howdy-duty clap. The clap was great. But but sports are something, as, as men, I think a lot of us, maybe not all of us out here, but a lot of us get pretty passionate about. Like, if I ask Kellen Allen, wow. who's the greatest basketball player currently in the game, his response is going to be, without hesitation, LeBron James. And I would say that is false. I would say LeBron James is the most overrated crybaby, oh, wow. needs to be the, wow. the center of everything athlete out there on the face of the planet. Wow. And I just put that out there. I just put that out there for everybody. So, so if LeBron's listening, what do you have to say to him Yeah, right you, you buttered up Jason thing. Garrett. Dude, but. I would say, LeBron, you are the new Tim Duncan. Man, you are just the guy that looks for a foul everywhere. He I don't think you would say it. that. I don't think that's true. LeBron, I, if you're out there, we'd love to have you on the show. No, I'm just kidding. We'd love to have you come to Bible Church. Yeah, we I mean, would. That's I'm not going to lie there. What come is on down. happening in this podcast studio? <laughs> I have no idea. We've gone so far off the wheels. But anyways, Kellen and I and, and some others get into this, uh, this back and forth on who the greatest basketball player is currently, and it's obviously Luka Doncic. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. It's wow. obviously Luka Doncic. Anyways... That's neither here nor there, but we as men understand what it is to be passionate about something and to defend what we're passionate about. And what we're doing when we're defending those things that we love and that we're invested in and passionate about is we're making a defense, we're making an apologetic for that thing. And in Christianity, there's a a branch of Christianity that's known as apologetics. Pastor John, what is, uh, how would you define apologetics when it comes to our, our faith as believers? Yeah, apologetics is basically, it comes from the word from defense. Uh, You're making a defense for something. Uh, We make apologetics for a lot of things. We make a defense for reasons why we like the Cowboys, uh, reasons you like the Cowboys. You can make a defense for that. Um, You make a defense, but in theology, you're making a defense for either the existence of God, the truthfulness of Christianity, um, the veracity of the Bible. You're, You're essentially making a logical case for why you think what you believe is really the truth. Yeah, and when it comes to uh, to apologetics, it's it's something that can be a, a, a tool and a resource in our bag as believers. Um, it's something that all of us need to engage in to a certain extent or another. I mean, that word comes from First uh, Peter three fifteen when when Peter says we need to always be ready to make a defense. It's that word apologia there. Uh, so in, in that sense, all of us need to be apologists mm-hmm. for our faith. We need to be ready to defend the faith. But sometimes apologetics in that capacity can become something that's not necessarily a, a help to the gospel, but a hindrance to the gospel. Kellen, when does apologetics in your mind, when does it cross over that line and become something that can be harmful to the gospel? Yeah, it becomes harmful when it becomes an argument, and you look to win an argument, uh, and that's it. 
when it becomes a, I have to I have to succeed in winning this argument, and then it stops there and you walk away, or you you frustrate the other person and you make them mad when the apologetics is is obviously a, a, for us to get to have the ability to share the gospel with somebody, and that's what we're trying to get. We're trying to open that door so we can present the gospel, um, and more often than not, when we get into apologetics, the tendency is to, again, let pride sink in and say, I have to win this argument, but there's an old phrase out there that says, uh, people don't care how much you know, they want to know how much you care, and we have to take that approach there, and we have to be be loving and caring, even when we're getting into these arguments that can sometimes become heated. As Christians, our job is to understand that God is the one that's going to transform the heart. God is the one that's going to open their eyes. It's not anything we say. We can have the most you know, reckless or, or, or just bad version of apologetics, and God can use that to transform somebody's heart, and you can have the most eloquent version of it, and it, it does nothing for them. So for us to understand God's in control of all of this, and it's not us trying to win an argument is the most important thing that we have to keep in mind here and be loving while we're doing it. Right. As, as Christians, our goal is to win the soul, not the argument. Um, and so if, if you take somebody who doesn't believe in the existence of God and you get them to believe in the existence of God, but you never get to the gospel, you've really done them no good in the end. Right. Um, so again, it's not always about winning the argument. It's a stepping stone to get to the gospel. Right. And apologetics is something that we're all responsible to do um, because every person who's heard the gospel, I mean, 2 Corinthians 5 says we're ambassadors for Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and just before that, it says, because we've been reconciled to God through Christ, we've now been given the ministry of reconciliation or the service of spreading the good news of reconciliation in Christ. So we're all responsible to do apologetics. And really, if you make it really simple, apologetics just starts with talking to people. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you talk to someone about anything, um, if you're going to talk to someone about the gospel, if you're going to talk to someone about God or the Bible, you're going to end up doing apologetics unless you just sit there and listen to their opinion and, and just nod your head. If you have any kind of back and forth, there's going to be apologetics there. So we want to know how to do that. And right. I think the one thing to add on apologetics is not about being able to answer every single question. Right? Uh, a lot of times it's the humble approach of if somebody throws something to you that you don't know, being able to say, hey, I don't know the answer to that. Let me go find out, and then I'll get back to you. Uh, oftentimes we think if we don't answer every question, then we failed, where if we just get if we just gotten into the conversation, put a pebble in their shoe, again, God can use that uh, to be able to transform somebody's heart. So you might walk away feeling like, well, I didn't do what I needed to do, but God can go way farther than we could ever imagine uh, based on if we just engage in that conversation. Right. Yeah. But you have to engage in the conversation. Absolutely. And that's what both of you guys are talking about. And so many of us are tempted to stay on the sideline because it's scary to engage in a conversation. But once you start to do it, it becomes less and less scary over time. You realize that people are willing to talk to you. They're willing to talk about some of these things. Pastor John, you experienced this recently because you were part of uh, what's going to be a a television show. Yeah. Um, Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. So I was a part of a project, um, a TV show called Road Trip to Truth, uh, produced by uh, Todd Friel and Tom Hammond, guys over at uh, Wretched Radio and TV. Um, And it was good. Basically, the, the idea of the show is aimed at young people, trying to answer some of the big questions in life um, and to address some of the things that are um, some of the apologetic stumbling stones for them coming to Christ. Uh, The existence of God, um, evolution, um, abortion, suicide, things, the the problem of evil, things that 
people would use as an excuse for, I'm not a Christian because of this. I won't believe the gospel because of this. So basically that show tries to um, kind of tear down those barriers to open people up to hear the gospel. So one of the things we did was we just went on um, campuses around Atlanta, Georgia. So we went to uh, UGA, we went to um, Georgia Tech, we went to uh, Georgia State down in downtown Atlanta, and we just talked to people. We asked them questions about what they believe. And it was amazing how after starting that, how many people just opened up and how very few of them were, um, as I feared, closed off and I don't want to talk to you. So many of them were just like, yeah, I'll talk to you about this. Um, it's not that they all had a great opinion about it, um, but they were at least willing to talk. And I think you'll be surprised that if you just start the conversation, people are going to be more open to talk than maybe you fear they are. Yeah, I think a, a lot of people want to get into those conversations. Um, and obviously, you got a chance to get into quite a few of them. What are some practical ways we can get into those conversations? So when you see somebody, like, uh, what were some of the things that you initially said to open up that door? Yeah, well, it's kind of easy for us, I, I will admit, because we had a camera crew, and my initial question was always, hey, do you want to you guys want to be on YouTube? And that would re- <laughs> that would create two one of two <laughs> responses, either get away from me, no, I don't want to be on YouTube, or yeah, I want to be on YouTube, you've got a camera crew. So it was kind of a little bit too easy for us um, to start those conversations. But for you, uh, it the conversation can either start by... Um, just talking to them about them and then finding a segue to the gospel um, or it can start by inviting them to, ch- to your local church mm-hmm. and then you can start talking about the gospel. Um, for us, again, it's easy, right? Uh, for me and Pastor PJ, we can, when people ask, what do you do? Mm-hmm. We say, oh, we work at a church. And then that's the immediate open door for us to talk about the gospel. But um, even if it's as simple as Oh yeah, what are you doing? Uh, you know, on your Thursday night or something? And if you know you're at church or you're doing a Bible study or something like that, um, you could ask them. And if they ask you, there's an open door. Yeah, yeah. And some of it too is just not being afraid to be more direct. Even we've we've gone out as a, as a church to some campuses around the area here in Southern California too, and you know we're handing out water bottles. And so it's it's not the the video camera and the YouTube, but it gets people to stop and right. and you give them a water bottle. And and even just as you hand them a water bottle there, we've said, Hey, can I ask you a question? Uh, sure. You know, and, and some of them are a little bit more hesitant, but, yeah. and then we've asked, we've had questions to start with like, uh, like, do you go to church? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just asking that question in general. And, and if they say no, okay, have you ever gone to church? Yeah, I did when I was growing up. Well, why'd you stop? You know, getting them it's not that you immediately have to get to the four laws. It's not that you immediately have to dive into the deep end of these big questions like the existence of God and evolution. You're looking for gospel on-ramps right. uh, through these conversations that you're having with them and, and just asking the questions. Um, we have the freedom and the ability to do that right now, and, mm-hmm. and we need to take advantage of it uh, more than we do probably. Yeah, and talking to them, right? That's where that's where this all starts. You're just talking to them. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all apologetics is at the beginning. It's just talking to them. And, and answering their questions and um, asking them questions because um, it's amazing how when you start that and you ask people about God or the Bible, um, you're going to hear you know the same 10 responses. Let's say you've got a skeptic, a person who doesn't believe in God or um, doesn't believe that the Bible can possibly be true. They've got probably one of three responses as to why. I mean, they're going to say, you know, the Bible was put together by Constantine in the 300s, or, you know, how can God exist? There's so much evil in the world. Mm -hmm. And if you can grasp a good answer to that, you will probably use that answer and tell 
hundreds of people in your lifetime. Mm -hmm. If you're faithful to do apologetics through conversation, you'll probably tell hundreds of people the same answer. So that's why before you talk to people, one of the good things that um, we always recommend people do is just study why you believe what you believe. Right. Right. And some good resources on that, guys. A couple of books that I want to recommend to you. Number one, Evidence That Demands a Verdict by McDowell. Um, it's a it's a pretty beefy tome. It's not you're not gonna sit there and, and read it on your bedside table at night, but it's it's super helpful to look up the subjects. I actually had it on my bedside table for Did a long time. Did you read through it at night? Okay. Yeah. This is before you were married, right? Yeah, this is before I okay. was married. <laughs> so much time on your hands. Yeah. Um, and then the the other one I would recommend is uh, is I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist by Frank Turek. Um, that's got some good arguments in it as well. Uh, True for You But Not For Me by Paul Copen is good as far as that argument of the existence of truth. Is all truth relative? Is there such thing as objective truth? How do we respond to the people that come from more of a postmodern or or a relativist standpoint? Uh, These are good books, resources for you guys to pick up. Do you guys have any others that you might throw out there and recommend? I think uh, Dr. Frank Turk does a good job of providing the YouTube videos, the short videos, and to Pastor John's point, they, they tackle a lot of these same basic questions or, or objections that you get. And so being able to watch those and, and, and understand how to respond to it. Uh, but, but one thing just to keep in mind is you have the relationship. So I think the tendency is really quickly to send videos to people and say, hey, watch this, watch this, watch this. And, you know, it, it's yeah. one thing for them to hear, you yeah. know, book quotes and videos and things like that, but you've established that relationship. So being able to take the learnings that you get and, and, and share those in those conversations. So those are good things uh, to, to do. But yeah, Dr. T- Frank Turk has YouTube videos, quick ones. Yeah, don't outsource your apologetic to a YouTube video and send that to somebody. That's for you to, to study and become equipped. Ray Comfort, too. So, so much that's helped me is just even Todd Friel's Witness Wednesdays, mm-hmm. listening to other people have apologetic conversations yeah, totally. is helpful because you then hear the way that they respond to these objections, and then you take that with you when you go have these conversations. Right, and when you start watching that, you'll be surprised how fascinating it might become to you. You'll yeah. be you know, addicted to watching all those videos because you'll find, you'll hear the same things over and over again, and those are the um, a lot of the same objections you're going to hear. So, yeah, one of the books that I think is is pretty helpful is um, it's it's another reference book. So I wouldn't try to read through it all at once, but um, it's called The Big Book of Christian Apologetics. Um, I think it's edited by Norman Geisler. So um, it's just got little you know one page or two page um, explanations. It, it feels like a dictionary, really, mm-hmm. um, or or a big book like that where you can kind of just use it as a reference tool. But a lot of times you will be confronted with some religion that you've never heard of, yep. or, um, you know, you might talk to somebody who, um, believes in Zoroastrianism and you're like, what is that? Right. It's one of those helpful tools that you can turn to that book and, um, try to get some kind of apologetic background on that. I'll also a, a website that's helpful on that note is, uh, is CARM, C-A-R-M.org center or Christian apologetics and research ministry. Uh, C-A-R-M.org, and you can go through there. There's articles in there. Uh, if you guys are up against, you've got family members that may be in, in one of the cults, uh, Mormonism, Jehovah's Witness, uh, something like that. There's there's a lot of apologetic articles on how to engage there, um, as well as some of these other world religions and just uh, atheism, nihilism, existentialism. How do we approach there? How do we engage with that? Uh, C-A-R-M.org is helpful on that. I think one more book to add um, is Tactics by Greg Kokel, and he actually just came out with a a new updated version of it. Uh, But it's a great book, and what it talks about is getting off of the defensive. I think so many times when we get in these apologetics conversations, we then put 
the onus on us to answer every single question where it's, it's like put it back on them. Like if, if somebody's going to make a claim about something, make them defend their claim. You don't have to defend Christianity. And so sometimes for those that, that may not feel like, oh, I'm not as knowledgeable, I'm not as equipped, uh, it's, it's a great tactic that you can use. And one specific method is called Columbo method of just being able to ask the question of like, what do you mean by that? So if somebody says like, I believe in science, it's like, well, what do you mean by that? Or um, if, they, if they state a claim, it's like, well, how did you come to that conclusion? And, and get off the defensive and, and put it more on them to defend their questions. Um, and it just helps. You don't have to necessarily know specifically a lot about a specific subject, but asking them to defend it uh, will really help you uh, during apologetics conversations. Yeah. And one more book that I just remembered, um, if you've got a person who um, believes who's a part of a cult or about a part of another world religion, there's a book by Kenneth Boa called Cults, World Religions, and the Occult, which the thing I like about this book, which I think distinguishes it from a lot of the other ones, is it gives you at the end of each chapter like a page or like a half a page of ways to talk to a person who believes in these things. So um, let's say it's Hinduism, you know, they don't believe in, you know, one God. So you start, it gives you strategies to start talking to the person um, who has that worldview. So that's a really helpful one. Again, that's um, Cults, World Religions, and the Occult by Kenneth Boa. Awesome. And then, guys, the other thing that's so important throughout this whole process um, is, uh, again, we come back to it so many times in these episodes, but it's prayer. Um, as you're engaging with these conversations, if you know that you've got an apologetic conversation on your calendar, this is going to be an opportunity to to defend the faith and to share the gospel. Be praying ahead of time for that conversation for the person that you're going to be talking to. Recruit other people in your life, in your church, to be praying for that conversation for that person. Pray, have them be praying while you're talking to them. And then after you walk away from that conversation, pray for that person after you walk away, that that seed would be planted, that that would come to fruition, that they would come to saving faith in Jesus Christ as their Savior. Because like Kellen said at the beginning of this episode, we don't change hearts. We don't change lives. That's, that's God's business. That's what God is in the business of doing. So if he's going to use us, great. Uh, praise God if he does. Uh, but let's be praying that he would be the one that's going to take uh, us and make us his instruments and use uh, the the words that we say in somebody's life to bring them to faith and repentance in in, uh, in Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. Uh, guys, the, the next episode, just to tease it for you guys, we're going to be talking more about apologetics, but specifically in the area of uh, answering the objections of evolution, because we feel like that's something that comes up so often uh, from non-believers is this issue of creation, this issue of evolution, this issue of how all of this came to be. And so we want to equip you uh, with some ways that you can have a, a, a healthy and, and good um, interaction with with somebody who comes from that evolutionist perspective, and, and how can you answer their objections, and how can you get from that to the gospel um, as you think about the different spheres of your life. Uh, Pastor John, thanks again for being on with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. We're uh, looking forward to, to the next episode already, but guys, we'll be praying for you this week, praying for evangelistic, uh, apologetic opportunities for you this week, that you will be an effective uh, steward of the information, the gospel that God has entrusted to you. Um, and we will look forward to being back with you next time. 